welcome to a fifth times the charm episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I have lost about 145 pounds. And with me today is friend of the show. Donald Weigel. <laughs> I'm a friend of the you show. You are a friend of the show. You are here every week. I am Thank very you. friendly to everyone who appears on You're this like show. Casper the Friendly Ghost. I sure am. Uh, and uh, I am one of your hosts, actually. Not just a friend of the show, but I'm married to the show. <laughs> or something and uh i have lost a little over 100 pounds and i'm here to tell you how you can hit your goal weight and uh maintain it i've maintained now for about two and a half years that's amazing no one thought it was possible no one did least of all me yeah we're doing this out of spite exactly the same reason we're married it's spite exactly losing weight spite it's all spite driven and we are also uh wanted to let you know we are here uh hot on the heels of our wildly successful reddit ama which uh, is ask me anything uh which you know of course everyone knows that it's not uh i'm not Not just just the tweens i'm not i'm not too old to know these things about reddit uh, we were on the, uh, we, it, it, you know, truth be told, as we record this, we actually haven't done it yet. But it was wildly successful. But by the time you hear this episode, we will have done it. Tastemakers. Um, so if you go to r slash lose it, uh, go to reddit.com and the r slash lose it subgroup, uh, you can uh, see all of our questions and answers there. And hopefully you participated, asked us lots of questions and got fantastic answers. And you know what? If you are brand new to the show because you heard heard about us on reddit welcome welcome new yeah we're so happy you're here this thank is a fan- you so much for listening i'm almost jealous at how many episodes you have not only this episode oh, but like so 134 many. other ones you can check out yeah don't go back to the very beginning because our sound quality wasn't as good but just skip ahead a few and the advice is awesome the advice is awesome yeah. though yeah the uh, words are great just like now just like now. But uh, we have, I have words to tell you, and they're actually from our uh, 1984 Poet Laureate. Would you like to hear what they I are to can't start wait. us off? This is a little bit of a off. surprise to me. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, so uh, there is a Poet Laureate named Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Very popular in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, his um, friends called him Rip. Uh, but he- Come he, on, Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He he told us that uh, if there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. That yeah. was Mr. Vanilla Ice. Whoa! Whoa! You didn't know he had a real name. Blew so my mind. Many layers, but uh, he said, "Yeah, I would have gone a- with Van Winkle if I was, do- you know, if I was going to be a And that's why you're not a cool rapper. Oh yeah, <laughs> that could have something but, uh, to do with it. Vanilla Ice told us that if there was a problem, yo, he would solve it. And this episode is all about yo solving your own problems it's yeah. about a growth mindset and he told us that very sneakily back in the 1980s i actually believed you were going to quote the poet laureate <laughs> i can't this believe i fell for it first rodeo That's what i, was I fell up. for it before we started i was like i have very important internet research to do <laughs> i was looking up rob van winkle's uh real name which is rob van winkle so yeah. now you know but uh he talked about solving problems. That's what he's best known for. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The little known fact, but uh, we're talking about growth mindsets. And in, when we all started out back as, as kids, we probably all had uh, pencils marking our height 
on walls, on refrigerators, yeah. on, on door jams. Mm-hmm. Didn't you? Did you have that? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We have it for our daughter. And when she when she started out, she was short. And now she's tall. She's so tall. I don't even think the refrigerator will hold her Let, height. <laughs> let's not go crazy. She's like five foot four. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we used to measure her height. Yeah. And as kids, we do that because it's very important. We want to know how tall we are. We don't, you know, without shoes on, how much we're growing. But we get to a certain point in life when we think growth is behind us because, you know, you you have all these markers as a kid of, you know, graduating things and going to college or whatever. And you think in your 20s and 30s, your growth is over. You're you're who you are. And that's where we were uh, five years ago. We had stopped growing. Uh, We had expanded uh, in our waistlines, but we had not gotten any taller. We had limiting mindsets. Very much limiting mindsets. Yeah. we. I used to think, and quite honestly, that people who were positive, who said that change was possible, were just Pollyannas who didn't have life as hard as I had. Well, of course, they're happy, but they don't have to do, you know, they don't have my job. They don't have my financial responsibilities. Yeah, I mean, you know, I lived my life with a must-be-nice-itis. You know, we did a whole episode about must-be-nice. Like, oh, it must be nice to have, you know, everything handed to you, to have your, you know, be able to eat whatever you want. But you don't really know how hard other people are working, you know, and a lot of it has to do with just them having a positive mindset and a positive attitude and an I can figure this out mentality. Well, and I definitely had a martyr complex where I wanted to wear my difficult life as a badge, you know, like, oh, yeah, if only I could only lose weight if this changed or that changed. If I had a, you know, if I was Oprah and I had a full time chef, then I could lose weight if I was a billionaire, whatever. And that limiting mindset got me exactly what I wanted, which was being 100 pounds overweight. And uh, it also got Donald diabetes. Oh, yeah, it uh, sure did. Super fun, super fun. But when I started out uh, in earnest, uh, <laughs> when I started out, I was so depressed and so spent. I knew that my mindset was not going to get me uh, you know, down on the scale. And I remember thinking, there must be motivational podcasts that have better thoughts than I have in my brain. Yeah, and thank goodness you did, too. Yeah. But I actually thought, like, if I'm going to do it this last time, I need other voices cheering me on because my own mindset isn't enough to get it done. With podcasts like Half Size Me and Happier with Gretchen Rubin, they taught me that my mindset mattered in terms of weight loss and in my own personal growth in life. And I uh, quite reluctantly at first started passing that information on to Donald. Yeah. And it turned out that, you know, when she would tell me something, uh, you know, there's a thing between spouses who are too close and I have, I have learned from my mistakes and I, I value Catherine's opinion <laughs> now, um, now, uh, but you know, and I always did, but there's always this thing where if your spouse or somebody who's too close to you gives you advice, then it's really hard to take. But if somebody outside gives the advice, then it, it becomes easier to accept and listen to. And so she would say like, well, Heather on Half Size Me says that you don't have to figure out everything right now. Or, you know, there is no finish line and and all of these things that we've talked about in all of our episodes. And I would 
I would take this in and I would be like, oh, well, Heather says it or, yeah, or Gretchen, Gretchen Rubin, Rubin says it, you know, then I would I would accept it and be like, huh, maybe there is something to this. Experts agree. So if you're trying to change your mindset or the mindset of someone around us, just say Catherine and Donald from We Only Look Thin yeah. gave us the expert advice. Tastemakers gave me this advice. Exactly. Uh, but it we still struggle with this. We still struggle with negativity. I suffer from depression and Donald suffers from my depression. But we <laughs> work really hard on having a growth mindset. And like I said before, I used to think that you had to be simple-minded. I'm not even kidding. To no. To be positive. It's so condescending too, to, to have a positive mindset that you couldn't possibly be intelligent, you know, that right. kind of thing. So- I have learned over time that it takes practice to have a positive mindset. And uh, there are, you know, many different sources on the internet. Uh, Maybe Donald will link to one of them. But there's something called a like a growth mindset, having a limited mindset versus a growth mindset. And yeah. they focus a lot on this for kids right now. Actually, there's a um, a website and a journal called Big Life Journal that talks about giving kids positive mindset and growth mindset. But it works so much for adults as well, especially people who are trying to get their health and fitness together. Because even now, after all of the episodes that we've put out, there are still people and even us, we have days where we go, I can't do it. It's too hard. I'm never going to figure this out. And working on mindset has really changed our ability to see the promise for a better tomorrow. Yeah, I'm still working on it every day. And I I find that a trap that I fall into you know, all the time still, I feel like I've gotten my head on straight with my weight loss, my fitness, but then I, I find myself getting pre-upset about things that haven't happened yet. I will imagine a situation that I need to deal with and I present it to a coworker or, you know, I recently bought something uh, off of eBay and the person sent me the wrong item and I... I got pre-upset at the idea that they were going to not try and make it right. And I had, hadn't even given them the chance to fix it, you know, and I was already angry at their response that they hadn't even given me yet. Yeah. And, you know, I think, too, we are a product of our past experiences. So when we have a negative experience or someone lets us down, it gives us proof that we should be disappointed in the future. And we can either decide we're just going to be mad about something or we can try optimism because whatever's going to happen, whatever interaction you're going to have with that guy is going to happen whether you're positive or not. But why not hold on to a positive mindset? Why not believe that there are positive outcomes that are possible? So in this episode, we um, we actually found a growth mindset chart sort of comparing a limited mindset to growth mindset. We're going to go through the examples that they gave. And I think this was actually geared toward maybe elementary school kids. But I think there is so much value in the examples that they give. And we'll give examples too um, of how it fits into health and weight loss. Yeah, I'll try to like either insert the picture or or link to it. Um, I couldn't find the uh, person who created it to give them credit. But, you know, it's got a picture of two brains. There's a red brain 
brain wearing glasses and a green brain wearing glasses and the red brain is all frustrated and upset and the green <laughs> wow, brain is you're painting a magical picture yeah the green brain is all happy and you know it's the difference between a negative mindset and a positive mindset and uh i it really speaks to me i want to have a green brain <laughs> not a red brain <laughs> so if you're colorblind then it's just gray brain it's true but, <laughs> but just for some examples just to go through and i see if you see any of this in yourself. I can't do this. I'm not good at this. It's good enough. This is too hard. I'm afraid of making a mistake. I don't know how. I don't like challenges. I give up. I hear that in the weight loss community just as much as a teacher might hear it from a first grader. Yeah. Or a grade first is what (laughs) I think they call it in Canada. Oh, yeah. All the time. And I think to a certain extent, we're, we're almost trained uh, to have this kind of a mindset. I know in my business and probably a lot of other businesses, there's there's almost this idea of nobody's more put upon than me. And it totally. also it almost becomes this contest of like, who has it worse? Right. You know, well, I've been here since 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been here since 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. Well, I never left. I've been here <laughs> since the day before and I'm not even going home, you know, and it's, it's that like, one upsmanship to see who has things worse somehow and well, I, I it's like a badge of honor if you're if you don't have it really hard then you're not working hard enough or something and you know what the reward is for that revenge eating your feelings which is very what we true did for 20 plus years so we had an episode uh, i don't even donald can link to it in the show notes i can um talking about Sh- shad homesteader's book what to say when you talk to yourself and so this is you know kind of ties into that. But taking that negative limiting mindset that I have learned everything that I can, I know exactly what I'm doing, this is never going to work, and I have proof of it. And when you prove yourself, you get to keep your limitations. What is that that quote if you, you know, you get to fight for your limitations? But we're challenging you today to consider the fact that you don't know everything. We don't know everything. And I always get really excited when I realize that there are solutions to problems and there are different ways to look at things. So we're going to go through uh, the different examples and then give you some specific ways that you can apply this to health and weight loss. All right, let's do it. Number one. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was kind of a Casey Kasem situation. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, speaking of the 1980s. So uh, the first one is, I can't do this. Uh, And the antonym to that, the growth mindset would be, I'm still learning and I'll keep trying. So another way to look at this is, you know, I can't do this. And Donald had a great word, a three-letter word that he uh, he likes. That word is yet. Try adding the word yet, Y-E-T, to the end of all of these things. Say to yourself, I can't do it yet. And that requires action. All of these are going to require you to think about things differently. So what can't you do? Be specific. I can't do a push-up. Okay, well, what effort would it take to be able to do a push-up? What could I modify in order to do one? I can't cook yet. What can you do? Can I buy packaged food? I can't track my food. Well, what can you do? It's finding that alternative. It's never just a black and white, I can't do it, I can do it. There's a middle ground where you go from practicing a habit to being able to do it. For some reason, we understand that we won't be instantly good at it if we try to undertake something like playing a piano. We won't be able to sit down on the piano bench and instantly 
only play Chopin, who got it got done. Got it done. Uh, if you've listened to the show before, you know that Chopin got it done. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> where that's awesome. <laughs> if you know, but for some reason, we just expect that we can just instantly flip a switch and have a positive mindset if we choose to, or that we'll just be good at knowing how to exercise. We'll be good at knowing how to eat. And, you know, all of these things take practice, just like any other habit. There, you know, It took me years, and I am still learning and developing and adjusting my diet to make sure that I can maintain my goal weight for the rest of my life. I, I don't know everything, and I'm open to the idea that I don't, but I know I can learn what works best for me, and I know that if I keep practicing, I will get there. Yep. Okay, so the next uh, negative is... I'm not good at this, which then becomes, what can I learn to get better? Yeah. And a lot of these tie over. But again, when you're not good at something, it might require additional time, money, effort, getting an expert coach, like learning from someone else how to do something. When we think that we just are not good at something, we forget that the people who are good at it, it required practice. Um, yeah, and you know, people say, I could never do that. I could never get that many steps in a day. I could never, you know, bring my own lunch to work, you know, those kinds of things. And I used to say those things to myself all the time. And guess what? Now I do those things, you know, every day of my life. And it's just now my life. It's just part of my life. And I don't even have to think about it. I just do it. Yeah, but in all areas of our life, too, it, we might be good at one thing, but then we remember like, oh, I am not good at refinishing furniture. Right. Well, how does one become good at refinishing fun furniture, which I'm actually doing right now, which is taking forever. Forever. Um, <laughs> I'm never going to It'll get it never done. finish. Yeah. Uh, That's the positive attitude we have now. Yeah. But uh, it takes time and effort and research. So uh, sometimes we say, this is good enough. You know what? I've done everything that I can. This is fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, I don't need to do anymore. But- you can ask yourself, is this the best I can do? And if you decide that you don't want to put in more effort, then you don't have a problem. You don't, Yo, you don't have a problem to solve and DJ Revolve. You don't have to do that. But if you decide that you can give more effort and energy, the question is, how can I level up? I, uh, three months ago, four months ago, decided to start doing stairs. Donald was doing 50 stairs a day. Must be nice. Yeah. And then I decided that his legs looked awesome, and I want I want additional legs, too. <laughs> Why, thank you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice to have nice legs. Yeah. So I started at doing 10 flights a day, and then I worked my way up to 20 and now I'm doing 35 but it took effort and energy I decided that it was a priority to me so what incremental improvement can you make what time do you have to give to something and the flip side of that is that you don't need to let perfection be the enemy of the good if you are saying to yourself well I can't and I did this for years I can't go to the gym six days a week, so I'm just going to do nothing. I can't prep all of my meals from scratch, so I'm just going to do nothing. And that's what I did for years and years and years. If I can't become a famous concert pianist, I'm not even going to bother learning the piano. Hmm. You know, and it's that kind of thing. Do what you can is the sort of the corollary of the it's good enough. 
we are liars to ourselves oh, totally. all the time. And I realized one of the big eye openers for me was figuring out that I was constantly lying to myself about how much I was capable of doing and about how much I was willing to do. And I was constantly actually looking for excuses just to take the easy road and just to not do the exercise and right. not do the work, to not eat the right way. And to just have excuses to binge eat and to uh, eat, you know, treats all the time. And once I figured out that I was lying to myself about it and that I really was capable of doing it, it opened up this whole new world of being able to actually accomplish these things. I'm just imagining Jasmine on a magic carpet and it opened up a whole new world. Absolutely. Uh, to Jasmine and whatever that guy's name was. Aladdin. Aladdin, <laughs> Which is yeah. the name of the movie. Yeah, okay. very good. I'm great at this. Uh, so... If you say to yourself, it's too hard, you can reframe that to with more practice, it gets easier. Again, I practice yoga. Our daughter practices piano. She doesn't go to piano perfect. I don't yeah. go to my yoga perfect. You don't go to football perfect. You go to practice. It's all about a consistent habit. And the more you practice, the easier something gets. When I started tracking calories, it felt like I was being murdered. When I started flossing my teeth, it felt like it took forever. So it took like two minutes. It's yeah. Not that, that, like me tracking in a day takes about five minutes of my day. It's not that big of a deal. But we when it, when we first start, it seems impossible. But with additional practice, it gets easier. Again, if something is too hard, how can you modify it? If you can't do a push-up, can you do something on your knees? Can you do it against a wall or against um, a countertop? Having a growth mindset means being aware of your surroundings and being aware that there might be opportunities for modifications that you you haven't even considered. And it is amazing to me. There's something called the interwebs. What? You can Google anything and someone will tell you that there are five other ways to do it. And it is super empowering. I do this to our daughter all the time, which she finds really annoying. If she says she can't do something, I'll be like, guess what? You're on the interwebs all day. Why don't you go and see what other people are doing? And she gets really annoyed. Uh, but it works. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and another good uh, way to do this is to flip the I have to like, I have to track, I have to floss, I have to walk upstairs to, I get to. You still have an opportunity to do these things. I get to floss my teeth yeah. because I still have teeth. I get to walk upstairs because I still have the ability to do so. Eventually, you won't have that opportunity if you don't do something about it. Well, and when Donald was diagnosed with diabetes, his doctor told him he might lose a leg, which would make it much more difficult to much get up more a difficult. flight of stairs. Yeah, exactly. And now I, I say to myself all the time, I get to track my food because I have the ability to still do that. I get to feel healthier. I get to feel less winded when I walk upstairs. I get to carry more grocery bags because I've increased my strength and my fitness. And I feel better now at age 50 than I did at age 35 when I thought it was too late for me to do any of these things. Right. Right. So the next one is, I am afraid of making a mistake. We are 
we feel like we are in the spotlight all the time. We want to feel like we have everything under control. We want to not seem vulnerable. We want to feel independent. And making mistakes feels scary. It feels like people are going to throw rotten vegetables at you because you're not perfect at something. So the antonym is mistakes are how I learn and get better. And we have we have failed many many times many many failed times our way up the corporate ladder but it matters putting yourself out there and taking risks is how progress happens you learn what doesn't work for you i did weight watchers and learned it did not work for me i made many mistakes and you are benefiting from them all today and it matters to be open to not being perfect to seeing what doesn't work what does work and being aware that shame is no way to make progress. Being open, being honest and vulnerable and learning from our mistakes is how we grow. Uh, we did an episode on failure is feedback. When we fail at something, it just shows us what we are capable of doing in the future. And there's been almost no scientists ever who did an experiment and just got it Day right one. <laughs> the first time, the first thing that they tried. They have to do experiments and they have to alter them and and change variables. And it's been the same thing with reaching my goal weight. There's, there's a part of me that thinks I had to do all of those things wrong all of those years. I had to go on those crash diets. I had to do those highly restrictive diets. I had to try and lose weight super quickly and, and figure out that those were the wrong thing before I was able to do the right thing. And it's all about experimenting and figuring out what works for you. Exactly. So the next one is they are better at it than I am. They must be nice itis. Yeah. Uh, our friend, uh, friend of the show, friend of us in three dimensional life, Nicole, um, has lost about 75, 80 pounds and she went from sitting on the couch to running half marathons. Must be nice for Nicole. <laughs> exactly. And she has surpassed me in, uh, in her capabilities. And I, I see her on the interweb posting about her, her half marathons. Must be nice. And then I ask myself, do I want to put in that effort to be like Nicole? If right. I don't, then I don't have a problem and I can just cheer Nicole on. If I do want to level up, I can learn from her. So the position is they are better at it than I am. The antonym is what can I learn from them? And am I willing to put in that effort? If not, what am I willing to do? So I am not willing or interested to do half marathon training. Could I do a 5K? Sure. Could I, you know, I mean, you already know I get like 20,000 steps a day, but wherever you are in the process, if someone inspires you, look to see what they're doing. Are you willing to do what they're doing? If not, what are you willing to do? Yeah, I mean, Catherine started doing yoga uh, several months ago, and I was unwilling to do that and am still, still unwilling to unwilling. do that. <laughs> and I have watched her get better and better and better at it and stronger and stronger and more able to do the poses. And I think to myself sometimes, well, must be nice. I wish <laughs> I could do that. And then I remember that oh, I'm not willing to nice. actually do the work. And then I don't have a problem. No one's going to wave some magic wand <laughs> and make me good at yoga. But it, Donald getting 50 floors a day, again, I didn't say like, well, okay, I'm going to do 50 or it must be nice. I said, okay, well, can you do 10? 
Yes, I can do 10. Um, in the, in the yoga category, not to, uh, to publicly out our daughter, but she the other day had to bend over to get a sock and she couldn't reach the floor. She had to bend her knees. And I, and, and she she's goes, a teenager. And she's a teenager. <laughs> and I said, Oh, well, you know, I couldn't touch my toes back in March either. But since I've been doing daily yoga, I'm much more flexible. It's still hard for me. But if you want to do yoga with me, then you can totally do it with me and then maybe you can get more flexible. And she said, well, my legs are so long that it's biologically impossible for me to touch my feet as though she is some is Andre the Giant. And I'm like, no, you sit on your computer, which is why you are inflexible. It has nothing to do with you being a giraffe-legged teenager. You are inflexible because you don't flex. Holy cow. <laughs> and but that growth mindset, that limiting belief, she believes that she has crazy legs yeah. that are just unreachable. She will never touch the earth because of it. Well, I used to believe things like that about oh, myself. I oh, I it too. was I'm it not... was my metabolism. I'm mm, eating just I'm like Polish, everybody but... else. Yeah, like it's it's my heritage, it's my genetics. Like there's no way I can do it. And it turns out I could have done it all the time. I was using those things as excuses. Well, and I'm the total fun police, but and I think some of it sinks through to her, but that limiting belief, it starts young and it's an excuse because you don't, you want to feel like you have it all together and you're just a, a product of your genetics and your environment. Yeah. Like she could totally touch her feet. We have another niece who can like bend her legs backward over her head. She should be in some sort of like Cirque du Soleil situation. Yeah. So it is possible with practice. Um. So the next one is... I don't know how. Mm. Mm. The antonym to that is I can learn how. What? Yeah. Well, and if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're trying to learn a thing or two uh, already. So again, what resources can you employ? Is it time? Is it effort? Is it books? Is it a coach? Is it a class? There are so many resources now that will help you get to a goal. If you don't know how to do it, someone else does. I don't know how to use a sewing machine. Like, don't know how. It seems like witchcraft to me. I'm pretty right. sure that there's wizardry involved. Absolutely. Um, but there is a Joanne's Fabrics near us. They have sewing classes. I haven't taken the sewing class yet. Right. But it is there and available to me when I am ready to learn. And there is fear in not knowing. Like, I imagine that magical unicorns help sew the fabric somehow, or it's really complicated. It might be very easy. If you are a person who sews, tell us, is it magical? Is it difficult? Learning matters. And there are, you know, there is no reason if you want to learn something that you can't figure out how to do it. And the good part is... If you learn and you don't like it, you don't have to do it. But then that fear is gone. There is so much fear in the unknown. If you decide you don't want to sew, you don't have to sew. If you learn how to do a push-up, decide it's not for you, don't do it. Yeah, it's not like you're making a lifelong commitment. And the same thing goes with any diet or exercise plan. Um, and really, you know, we don't believe in going on a diet. We believe in changing your lifestyle to to actually achieve your goal weight and maintain it. But 
any sort of plan that you go on, it doesn't have to be a lifelong commitment. If you try it for a little while and it doesn't work, then you try something else until you find something that does work. Exactly. So the next one is, I can't make this any better. This is as good as it gets. And the uh, the antonym is, I can find a way to improve. Mm. There are always ways to improve. And the question again becomes, do you want to do you want to put in the time and the effort? If you think it is the best that you have, ask someone else, hey, what do you think of this? Do you think that there's any room for improvement? How do you see this situation? Because there is always an opportunity for change. And if you don't want to make a change, then you don't have a problem. But if you seek out a trusted resource or you know a professional in an industry, you might find that there are actually ways to improve. Yeah, and and I think that we like to think that we know everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that other people have had experiences and they've learned uh, and can know more than us and can actually teach us things. Well, and feedback is difficult. And finding the right person that is trusted with feedback that is helpful matters. Because if you ask your cousin who is not into fitness or health their opinion of you, they might think like, oh, no, you're the best. You know, they, they might be a sick there i said it <laughs> you're the best you're wonderful but if you you know find someone who you go hey you know this is my form when i'm working out how does it look well you know what i noticed that you're arching your back a little bit or you're lifting with your knees right like hey i'm tracking right now i'm doing i'm doing everything right well are you actually tracking the cream in your coffee in the morning are you really you know measuring and weighing your pasta or are you eyeballing it like there's always a little way to make incremental improvements. So um, being open to the idea that you are not perfect matters. Exactly. Uh, so we're getting near the end. Uh, I don't like challenges. Mm. Mm, what's the antonym to that, Donald? Uh, challenges help me grow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was very enthusiastic. But challenges, we don't, I, I, I'm not a scientist. We all know that. Um, but there are neural pathways <laughs> in our brains. I've been told we have human brains yeah. where we want to do what is comfortable and what is easy. Things that we do habitually make life easy for us. And when we're challenged to go in a different direction, it is difficult and it actually hurts our brains yeah. because our brain just wants to do what is easy and what is predictable. But Opening up to discomfort and being okay with discomfort, that growing pains, uh, not the one starring Kirk Cameron, but actually growing <laughs> pains or, or Alan Thick, depending on why well, yeah. they were both on it. Um, but being open to discomfort and the growth matters. It is okay to be uncomfortable. And in fact, it is where we, we are able to expand and grow. Yeah. And, you know, at the beginning of this, uh, of the whole COVID situation, um, you know, we would occasionally as a family build a puzzle, but being at home as often as we have, we've, uh, we've actually built a lot of puzzles in the last, uh, four or five months. And at first, I really wanted kind of fairly easy puzzles and then realized the more we were doing it that they weren't actually as fun as the as the harder ones. And I don't like it to be so hard that it's, you know, painful, but I actually now enjoy the challenge of a puzzle. And 
Um, what I'm getting at is I feel that way a lot about fitness too. And, you know, I enjoy the challenge of walking up and down the stairs uh, 50 times every day. And I enjoy the challenge of trying to increase that. And I think that if you develop the right mindset that you can uh, embrace these challenges and they can become enjoyable for you too. Well, and also, I mean, just to, to piggyback on the 50 flights, doing yoga at first, there were certain poses I just couldn't do. And then now I'm realizing that my form is better and that my balance is, has improved. And it's amazing all of the, like, we haven't talked about our weight at all in this episode. All of these non-scale victories of having the growth mindset just matter. It expands your life. And when you start practicing, not perfecting, you realize that you're making incremental improvements and it gives you hope for the future. Because if you think today this is as good as it gets and it's all over, like five years ago, I was... I really thought I was on the decline, like not Heck, dying. 15 years ago for me. I mean, really, like when I hit 35, I thought, well, this is it. It's just going to be downhill from here. Totally. And knowing that that isn't true, it just it is so much more expansive and holds so much more promise than just believing that this is this is it. This is as good as it gets. So the last one is, which I think is a fitting place to end, I give up. We did an episode called There Is No I and Quit. Yeah. <laughs> because really, what are you giving up? What, like, okay, you're giving up a diet. Okay, well, what does that mean? What result does that get you? So instead of I give up, try saying, I'll try a different way. And we tried and tried for years in in a way that wasn't suitable to us. I gave up many, many times. And in this last time during venture, I decided that there was no giving up because what am I giving up if I yeah. if I if I stop doing a diet and I just eat whatever I want and revenge eat and you know emotionally eat I get diabetes and I get to feel terrible and depressed and like I get all of these you're giving up your health you're giving up your mobility you're giving up your quality of life like that's what you're giving up you're not just giving up on trying to be healthy you know you're giving up so much more than that yeah and so when you think about quitting whatever you're doing the real question is can I find a different way to approach this Um, feelings pass. I suffer from depression and there are times when I feel like, you know, there is no hope in the future, but my growth mindset has made me realize that all feelings pass. It gives me an opportunity to regroup, to recharge, and to really consider what is blocking me. Like, okay, what am I quitting? Well, I hate tracking points. Why? Well, because I feel like it's penalizing me for eating snack foods. Okay, so what could you do instead? Well, I could give myself more points to eat in the day, or I could move to calorie tracking, which is what I ultimately ended up doing. And having the ability to step back and really analyze what isn't working for you. I hate working out. Well, what do you hate? Well, I hate going to a gym. Okay, well, don't go to a gym. What could you do at home? Well, I don't have any workout gear. Okay, well, what can you do? Well, I can do free yoga with Adrian videos. Like there is an answer beyond your it's over and I can't do it. There's always an answer out there for a modification or an alternative. You are smart and capable and you are a problem solver. And that is what you need to keep reminding yourself of, that you can figure these things out rather than throwing up your hands and just, you know, throwing in the towel, giving up. You can figure this out. 
Well, and and I think too the the real question is why does this matter? Why does any of this matter? Why are you focusing on your health? Because you are not satisfied with the status quo. Because you want to feel better in your body. Because there is a hope inside of you that improvement is possible, and your mindset matters. I didn't think, you know, for dieting between ages 12 and 41. I just thought I hadn't found the right 100 calorie pack or the right program or the right exercise that was going to burn off the calories. I never considered that my growth mindset mattered in all of this. I never considered that believing the possibility of change mattered, that there were other voices, other podcasts, other books that mattered and help reframing the way I looked at my life. And if you go back, we did an episode, uh, I think our hundredth episode was about a hundred ways our lives have improved yeah. since losing weight. And it has nothing to do with the number on the scale and everything to do with how much easier it is to go through life managing our emotions, our boundaries, and our bodies. It all matters. So look at things a different way. Going through this list of, I'm not good at this. It's too hard. I'm afraid of making a mistake. What voice in your head do you feel like you are ready to shift? How can you reframe that voice? And it's going to take practice. It doesn't happen overnight, but just stopping for a second and saying, I can figure this out. And if I can't figure it out, there are resources that can help me figure this out. Having that growth mindset, changing I can't do this to I can't do this yet matters. It changes the entire sentence when you think of not being able to do something yet. What are you willing to change? Because I am guessing if you have listened this long, that you are sick and tired of being sick and tired of getting in your own way. If Donald and I can do this in our 40s and 50s, you can do this. You might not be able to do it, but it's yet. I believe in you and I know Donald believes in you. I sure do. And I believe in you listening to this <laughs> podcast over and over again. Thank you so much. We are grateful for each and every one of you. And uh, I think we are going to wrap this up before Catherine and I catch on fire. It's so hot right now, you guys. <laughs> it's, it's close to 100 degrees Fahrenheit, which is uh, like 38 degrees Celsius for those of you not in we the United States. We haven't passed out yet. Uh, the, the, we've had the air conditioning off for the entire time we're recording because of how loud it is. And uh, we're doing it for you, people. We are so grateful. <laughs> no, and we called this uh, the uh, fifth time's a charm because we actually did a pre-recording. We started this episode five, five times yeah this was the, the, the fifth one we started four times and failed so uh See? We're but, just and growth mindset <laughs> we growth mindset at our way through an actual episode uh so thank you so much for listening um if you would like to check out more you can find more of our episodes anywhere the same place you found this one you can also head to we only look and uh, all of our episodes are there and you can also contact us through the website you can uh also click on our join our support group link and find out about our online support group for women called Walt Place. We only look thin 
place. Yep, and you can find that if you go to weonlylookthin.com. There's more information there. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And now we're Reddit tastemakers also. Yeah, so, so if you want to check out that AMA that we mentioned at the beginning of the show, go to the reddit.com and it's the r slash lose it subreddit. And uh, I, I think you'll be able to read all of the questions and answers. And if you have more questions and answers, you can email us. Uh, we do respond to emails. If you have emails. answers, let us know. <laughs> if you have answers to the questions we were asked, we would appreciate <laughs> you giving us those answers. Uh, you can email us. Uh, we only look thin at gmail.com and uh, it may take a minute, but we do uh, we do respond and try to uh, try to answer all the emails that come in. Yeah. So if you still don't know the difference between Robert, Matthew, Van Winkle, and Vanilla <laughs> Ice, just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration. Asian, Asian, do 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 The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.